Welcome to Razzle Frat. We're back to talk books, coffee, pop culture, and more. I'm Ashton. And I'm Allie. So how are you doing? <laughs> um, Pretty good, actually. I feel like um, things are unusually slow at work. It's like a slower time in the summer, gearing up for the fall. So I've actually been able to log off right at five and have some more free time. And there's still lots of daylight after work. So been doing walks and I've also I put down my knitting for a while because I was like doing so much shit um so I was able to pick knitting back up again which has been a lot of fun and really stress relieving so yeah overall not too bad oh and I've gotten like um into like YouTube Pilates like on my lunch break that's what I do I in my room that has like no space I have to like move my desk chair to another corner of the room to lay my mat out um, but I just like do like 10 or 20 minutes every day during my lunch break and maybe I can build it up, but like, no, that's, that's <laughs> good though. Um, I'm glad you got onto the the little train because, um, they say that like even 10, 20 minutes a day, it really does make a difference. I do it twice a week and I notice a difference if I miss it. So, yeah, I mean, it's nice because it's really low impact and I have the knees of a 90 year old. So like running doesn't work for me shin splints get in the way and then like same with like any like squats or even just like jump rope or things like that that are like really can be like tough because I have shitty knees so um Pilates and yoga are really good um and yeah so that's been fun what about you what's new with you Mm, pretty much nothing um work's been the same so it's not like one way or the other um you already know about my running and everything. Um, trying to think, but I hate, I, even though I'm put on the spot, I still don't, <laughs> still don't know. Uh, yeah. So you're Nothing going to crazy. the beach soon. That's something. Yes. Yes. I am going finally my first vacation since December. So, <laughs> which is <laughs> pathetic, but, um, yeah, I'll be gone for a week and just be sitting on the beach and reading. I already picked out my stack that I'm going to bring um, because my it's record... It's a chunky stack. My record is 10. So there's 10 books there and one for good luck, you know, just because I can never, ever leave without having one started. But that'll be nice. And it'll be nice. It's just a family vacation. So I'm going to be with my mom and Jimmy and my brother um and maybe his girlfriend friend that's a girl I don't know I only know for my mother and you know she's like you know she only knows what he's willing to tell her and she's all like hushed tone she's like don't don't tell him I told you and I'm like all right all right, you mom. talk so you talk with him so often I know his I text, I'm like I'm like do you is this happening on this day? And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, good talk. <laughs> like, it's not like deep. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll have him read Akatar and we can, uh, we can have conversations like you and your sister. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I can't remember if I mentioned on the pod that I bullied my sister into reading <laughs> Akatar. Um, but yeah, now she's on the third one and she's traveling and she's like zooming through them. So yeah. It's funny. I actually just saw um, a TikTok today about like this girl showing how she's like breezed through all of the Akatar, and then it's like the minute she picked up, picked up Throne of Glass, she was like, "Da da Like had mm-hmm. to like slow down a lot. Which I don't know. I feel like I read them fairly quickly, but yeah, that's probably because I read such like dense materials normally that yeah. like this is kind of like skipping through the meadow for me bookwise i mean there's blood and gore and violence but like you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean that's how crescent city is like it's just so much world building compared to akatar that it's like Mm -hmm. gibberish (laughs) yeah but i will be taking a break from it um soon because i'm on the last one i have it the chunker the big kahuna it's like thousand pages um and are I you have going f- what I was gonna say are you going to try to savor it or are you gonna try to read it before you go to the beach I'm probably gonna try to read it before I go to the beach because it's 
a library book and I mm. actually might be for the first time in my life like caught up on my all my library books that are due um but with that said I need to finish another book <laughs> that I am also reading at the same time um which is A Life of One's Own by Joanna Briggs so that one's like uh it's actually a really cool book I'm really enjoying it I'm reading for like my feminist book club and it basically is like the author is kind of paralleling her life journey like beyond post-divorce and like her late 30s and like kind of like a renaissance that she's having to have um and all these like influential women, women writers that she's revisiting or visiting for the first time after like saying she was gonna read them or explore them in her life and like it it's really cool because each section or chapter is a different author so it's like the first one is mary wollenscraft which is um mary shelley's mother so she's the quote-unquote grandmother of frankenstein um and then the second one was zora neale hurston um and then i think i just got to virginia wolf and i want to say oh no and then also george elliott was in there um and i want to say there's a couple other uh writers that she explores i don't it's nine women writers so it's a bunch um simone de beauvoir um sylvia plath tony morrison and elena ferrante so all people that i have actually read uh, a bit of so that makes me excited because i can actually know what the fuck she's talking about um always nice it is always nice and uh so that's like my uh my smarticles book you know when i'm not reading fantasy <laughs> mm-hmm. nice <laughs> what are you reading um well speaking of fantasy i just finished both of the crescent city books um and the new the third one the cover was just announced today um so that one's coming out in january so that'll be um i've got to read throne of glass before then so i can see how they all connect um i'm also reading my heart is a chainsaw um by stephen graham jones which is a horror novel um and he did um he wrote the only good indians and that one was amazing and i saw I'm actually, I'm a dummy because I bought this or I didn't buy, I rented, borrowed the second one from the library. It's a series. I didn't realize it was a series and I borrowed the second one first. So now I'm having to go back and read the first one so that I can understand what happens in the second. But it's basically like um, based on Friday the 13th. The first one is kind of like summer camp murders. And then the second book is the murderer escaped from prison and is now like back in the town. Um, so I don't know, so far it's really good. He's a really good writer on a sentence level. Um, I haven't gotten that far into the book yet, but. So. And then of course, I'm, oh, go okay. ahead. No, nope. you first. Oh my God. I, I was just... going to switch to another book. So you go first. <laughs> I was just going to say, he's been on my list for a while. Is he good to read all year round? Cause I was thinking about saving him for spooky season. He's good to read all year round. I mean, spooky season is best i think but his his book the only good indians is not horror or like spooky in the traditional like sense it's more like hauntings and ghosts of like 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 spirits um and like tortured conscience kind of thing um so you can read it you know just a fun read at any time of year okay um yeah it's been on my list but i was curious because it's like i'm not i've just started getting into horror and like mm-hmm like like um like mental horror almost Mm -hmm. so i don't know like i personally like if i seasonalize it is that a word um that kind of makes me a bit more inclined to actually read instead of just adding it to the tbr but um i mean i definitely read more horror in like october november in the fall um but yeah he's it's something you could read at any time i think okay cool Friday the 13th. That's good that you just watched the movie not that long ago. I know. It's a weird coincidence because I didn't even realize it was based off of that until I picked up the first book. So, yeah. Such a stupid movie. 
know. <laughs> it really is. And now every time I, well, not I've only watched Scream once since we watched Friday the 13th, but every time I watch it now, I'm going to think of like how stupid Drew Barrymore's character is to not know that it was, spoiler alert for a 30-year-old movie, that it was his mother that was the original killer. So she says so confidently. Anyway, it that's neither here nor there. I know, because the whole series is about Jason, but the first one's not. Yeah, um, and I'm also reading our book club pick for next month, The Late Americans by Brandon Taylor. Yeah, um, that's on my list for the beach, but we can talk about that a little bit more at the end of the pod. Anybody wants to read along? Because I cannot believe it's almost August. I know, like, that's crazy. This is, this is coming out the last week of July, which I will be on the beach somewhere, hopefully, getting my one tan per year which I fluctuate back and forth whether I actually like will get tan because I want to like preserve my youth and wear sunscreen all the time but you know I also do technically have tanning oil so (laughs) we'll see what the vibe is I probably can um I like basically I'm an extremist it's like (laughs) I don't go like to the beach that often or ever. Um, but when I do, I go hard. I'm like out there from like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. <laughs> like only bathroom breaks, like because I we have a beach house. That's, well, mm-hmm. we rent a beach house that's not far, so I can walk to the bathroom and like. Mm-hmm. But then I'm I'm right back on, baby. I don't nice. I don't let up because I'm never there again for the rest of the summer. Even though I grew up in a beach town and I used to go like when I was um the summers of like in between school and college I used to go to the beach all the time when, especially I, when I got a car <laughs> I love the beach and I grew up in some place that was totally landlocked so the beach was like hours and hours away so I fucking love the beach and but it's been raining like every weekend here when I want to go to the beach it's been hot enough but it's been storming Maybe yeah. this weekend it'll be sunny because I fucking love to go to the beach and read, but the weather is just not cooperating. Plus we have wildfire smoke, um, you know, so that's yeah. fun. I was going to ask you actually, if you want to go to, uh, I've never been, but I want to go to Rockaway maybe in like. That's the only beach I've ever been to in September. So yeah, maybe we'll see. Yeah. Smith. It's really, it's easy because it's just like all the way at the end of the sea line. You just ride it all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, let's do it. That'll be fun. But anyways, um, yeah. Do you want to get into the fun thing we have in store for today? Or, um, okay. Good enough for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so the theme thing that we have for today is talking a little bit about the book talk books and their hype. I'm sure anybody that has listened to us the past couple eps are probably sick of me and Ashton talking about Akatar and all that fairy job, like, you know, stuff. Um, I was going to call it something I don't want to say on air. Um, (laughs) and, Uh, So those are prime examples of something that you would see if you're on TikTok and more specifically BookTok, which is just the part of TikTok in the algorithm where people just talk about books all the time. If you're a publicist like Ashton, you want your book to be on BookTok and go viral. Um, It is the place where a lot of backlist titles got resurgences and just... Mm -hmm took off from the charts um so it's it can also make or break a book make or break an author uh social media is a hard cruel place to be but um we're here for it so i have i'm curious to know if you see non-fiction on book talk i feel like i only see fiction on book talk and i don't know if that's because of my algorithm or if there is like a non-fiction book talk but i have not come across that at all have you I have. Um, so I, I am on a very, I'm on a slightly different side than you. A lot of times I'm on a lot of like aesthetic things. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it'll show with my examples for today of like what I personally have gotten influenced to read. Um, so I get like these kind of almost bookstagram wheel things so I'll get like um 
where it's like if you like this aesthetic Mm -hmm. you'll like me you'll like these books or my favorite is if you're an unhinged feral girl you've read these and it'll like Mm -hmm. it'll be like either someone just like flipping a book and showing Mm -hmm. you what they've like a a bunch of different titles Mm -hmm. or it'll be like personally I love it when they do um like a bunch of different trinkets on top of a stack of books and then they wipe away all the trinkets Mm -hmm. and it's like that or it's like they do like a kind of like Pinterest collage Mm -hmm. I'm a very like aesthetic kind of girly um because that's just like my vibe but that's like where I've seen some more non-fiction like it's like um I've seen that and like because I'm also a very big wellness person I think I've seen more mm. um although I swear to fucking god if I have to watch one more like clean girl whatever you want to call them <laughs> preach about atomic habits I'm gonna fucking barf because like <laughs> <laughs> I don't want like, as someone who doesn't really read nonfiction and unless it's like a memoir about like fucking Debbie Harry I don't <laughs> like which lead singer the blondies a blondie if you don't know who debbie harry is um you have not lived your life but um yeah i like i'm the wrong person to kind of get those or to be fed that but i have seen it i have seen like self-helpy kind of bit not Mm -hmm. often because i scroll past so quickly and i think the algorithm gets the hint but like yeah it is there it is there i mean i feel like you unfortunately um with the data gods listening to you all the time they're giving you what you know you want so they're not gonna give you um how to change your life they're gonna give you watch this fairy get railed in a meadow or something you know (laughs) yeah yeah I mean I yeah I'm not I should make like a different TikTok account just for like work research purposes because I don't want to fuck up my personal Mm -hmm. algorithm but I'm always talking about it with my authors who write like literary nonfiction or like self-help wellness books and they're they want to know about book talk and I'm like yeah I always tell them it's really just like fiction and I think it is fiction heavy I do but like I don't know I have no idea how nonfiction performs on there no that's no that's a good idea I mean that's actually the reason I downloaded TikTok in the first place was when I was in grad school. I was doing research Mm -hmm. for a lot of my like presentations and like my, like for example, my uh, marketing classes and Mm -hmm. um, I was looking up statistics and I was looking up trends and like, and the best way for me to do it was by downloading the app and just like searching it. So like, it, I didn't start using it personally until like months afterwards when I literally sat with you and I was like, how the fuck do I use this thing? Yeah. Like, you had to literally sit there like I was like your grandma and show me how <laughs> to like curate it. Yeah. So. And now we communicate almost strictly in TikToks <laughs> and voice memos. <laughs> now we have aged ourselves backwards, Benjamin Button style. <laughs> really? <laughs> We're really. just two fucking 20-something teenage girls <laughs> trying, trying to uh, live in this world uh, and not cry at Taylor Swift's. Um, yeah, yeah. It's true. <laughs> I, no, I feel like a teenager today. I was like listening to like paramore and stuff um but yeah no that that there's probably ways for your authors to actually yeah do it like i think some successful ones that i've seen is like where some like if you get a really like good narrator and like I've seen it mostly used for fiction, but I bet you can use it for nonfiction. Like especially the wellness type girlies and things like that, where it's like, I was unhappy in this life, and I like lost. Then I lost like, then I lost twenty pounds, and and my skin started glowing, and my hair was healthy, and I was waking up energized every single morning, and I was able to go outside and not want to like gag when I saw another person and like uh, like you know I hate and, like, those people and you could just like I know and you can like say like I like went through all of these changes and like you know 
And then this drama happened. And then it's like, oh my God. And it's like, you want to know my story? Read this book. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it's like, I, don't know, I probably did it really bad. I'm not an influencer, but like, <laughs> there's there's probably ways. I'd buy to- that book. <laughs> Look up uh, what's who's who's really popular that I think is I see on TikTok a lot. Glennon Doyle, oh, the mm-hmm. Untamed book. Uh, yeah. Is it Untamed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that is like a bestseller and like I've seen it on TikTok yeah. a lot. So that and Atomic Habits, I've seen those two. So Atomic um, Habits. Ugh, just find the some bitch of my existence. with like find someone with like slicked back bun and matcha and just you'll get it. You know, like if someone wants to be that person, they want to read what they're reading. So am I giving you work advice? I'm yeah, normally, <laughs> mostly I just punt any social media questions over to the marketing team. And I'm like, this is the marketing question, looping them in. And then I peace out and don't fuck with it. <laughs> true. That's true. Um, okay. So uh, instead of talking about work options, sorry. Um, should we actually get into the fun thing about book talks, books and like whether they're actually worth the hype? Because we have read a couple. Yes. Let's okay. do that. All right. So the way this works, hopefully, I just like got a handful of titles that I have seen repeatedly that just popped into my head. And when I like looked up a couple different like news news outlets or just like little listicles, these are on all of them. Um, So I think we've either read all of them. Or like at least one of us has read them. And then we can each share a book that I have three each. I think you have three each as well. Uh, books that ha- you've marked and read from Book Talk that um, we can give our opinions and whether or not they're hyped up. So um, the first one that I've seen the most is It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. I have not read this, but I know you have, and I know multiple multiple people that have. So, uh, does it live up to the hype? No, it is like the worst book I've ever read. Truly, it. <laughs> I I won't go too hard in on it, but it's way overhyped. I think. Um, in addition to being like really shitty writing on a sentence level, um. It's also like, it, like she's like an abuser apologist. Like I don't know, just like, yeah, not not good, and not even beautiful writing that would kind of make it okay. And the main character fucking writes in a journal to Dory from Finding Nemo as a teenager. So no, it's a no all around. <laughs> it's funny because it's um. I've been I I've I've heard your take on it. My cousin who's 16, it's her favorite book. And I'm like, all right. Um maybe whatever. I would feel differently if I had read it as a teenager. I read it for the first time as a 25-year-old right. woman. Right. And that that does impact you differently. Um, but like I also have a friend who has recommended it by her friend and was like praised about it to the point where she got it for me so we could read it together because we're in a we're in a book club together and I felt so bad because I knew you had told me already like such things and it just sounded like something I did not want to read and she was hyped up to read it so um I'm always curious and that was probably someone in their 20s so I don't know if it's maybe just a reader type experience as well um from what you're telling me, I don't think I'd enjoy it, not just because it's not great writing, because I'm one of those people that I am a bit of a snob, and if it's not, like, decent writing, I sometimes have a hard time getting past that. Um, I'm also, like, just the whole storyline, from what you told me, just doesn't sound like something I would want to read. Her name is Lily Bloom, and she's a florist. Like, I fucking can't. I can't. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I know it's like, I'm trying, I, I, I know. And it's like, I want to rag on it. And I feel so bad because it's like, my friend does listen to this podcast and uh, I'm so sorry, Sam. <laughs> yes, Sam. Hey, Sam, shout out. Um, 
And like, I know I'm a massive snob when it comes to books. And I've been trying to get much better about it, especially with about commercial fiction. But I I don't know. I, I, I'll, you know what? If, some, if she asked me to, I would read it for her. Um, and I wouldn't hate read it. I would read it with a somewhat open mind because I know there's a bit of a prejudgment, pre-bias in there. But um, I yeah. think if if I had read, that's the only book I've ever read by her. I think maybe if I had read Verity first, maybe I would, I feel like that's more my speed and I probably should have started there. But because this one is so viral and I saw it everywhere, mm-hmm. um, I read it. I actually, I listened to it um, on audio, um, but yeah, maybe if I had started with Verity. So I, I would be willing to give Verity a chance. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be willing to give another kind of like genre within her um, work a chance. But this book was just not it for me personally. Yeah, I heard about Verity too. And I, I know I was recommended it when I was doing my internship um, last year. It was like very big. But um, I don't know. Also like your thing, your take on it came out right before like that whole scandal with her came out. So I don't know. Um, I'm always on the fence with this, you know, like I'm very kind of like, I'll give you a chance type of book. And like, I, and, um, I, and I'm not a DNF person. So like if I did it, I would true. it. So I don't know. It's, this, it's, this is a book that I yeah. normally would have DNF'd, but because it was so viral, I wanted to see how it ended. And I kind of hate read it to the end, mm-hmm. which I don't normally do. Normally I would just put it down. Um, but I will be watching the film adaptation shamelessly. I, I cannot wait to see what this fucking thing looks like. Maybe I will watch with you. Cause like, I just, yeah, I just remember seeing it everywhere on TikTok, like, and, like, even people, I remember seeing this random, like, people would film catching other people reading it and being like, oh, my God, you're in for the thrill and crying of a lifetime and, like, all this stuff. And I was like, wow, is it that emotional? And then you read it and told me about it. I was like, I'm a little worried for the general population, (laughs) but, you know. I think so, too. And maybe it also has, I'm sure it also has something to do with, like, the way that you were raised, the way you feel and receive love. Like everybody's different, right? True. Like, so like there's a lot of like trauma in the book. So I don't mean to minimize that for anyone. Just the way it was handled for me was not yeah. something I'd want to read again, but yeah. Yeah. And also it's like time and place when you read things also can play a part too. So. For sure. But um, should we go to the next one? Yeah. Let's get off Hoover. Okay. <laughs> um, a Court of Thorns and Roses um well obviously we both read this one and um I I think it's worth the hype I I was pleasantly surprised um Mm -hmm. I was really snobby and did not want to pick this one up because I thought it was going to be like another Colleen Hoover like like humdrum fantasy overhyped um but once you told me about it um I was like, okay, well, if Allie likes it, like I might like it because we share like a similar taste and I w- have never been so glad to be wrong about a book. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was in the same boat. I was snobby about it for a while. And also it was like considered YA and like, I'm just someone that I have a hard time reading YA, YA as an adult. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with you if you do read YA for the right reasons. Um, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> But um, I think my pleasant surprise that came from this was not only enjoying the universe that it created and like just the writing. I did enjoy her writing style. I think that's one of the reasons I probably kept reading it. But um, I also really liked that it enabled me to fall back into love with fantasy because I almost, I don't know if I blocked it out, forgot, whatever, which is stupid. I used to read fantasy voraciously when I was younger. Like I used to read all these, like these series, like called the Pendragon series. Um, There's like 10 of them and like they would travel to different worlds. And then I read all of like the Aragon series, like with the dragons. And I mean, I used to love reading fantasy books and I somehow 
I know how, uh, Rory Kilmore. Um, <laughs> I dropped off from that and started reading a lot more literary, literary heavy mm-hmm. books. Um, and I mean, if you want to know what we read every year, you can go back to our episode from Mother's Day uh, and you can see what type of disturbed child I was. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm really grateful that it not only lived up the hype for me, um, I think for me, the series did. The first book is good, but the series over overall is really well done mm-hmm. and it's not done yet. So it's like not a finished series yet, but um I think what did it, what what made me happy about picking it up and being influenced was it made me fall back in love with fantasy to the point where I'm I'm seeking out again and reading adult fantasy, which is really an interesting genre. And I'm even delving back into sci-fi, which I I am happily surprised. I didn't know that I would like it as much as I do. So. Um, that was definitely a bonus. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think I read a lot of fantasy as a kid. Um, and like, obviously I was really into Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. And I always thought like, as an adult, like same thing, I think when I like got to high school and college, I just flipped to like more literary, um, stuff. And I always thought as an adult, like, oh, I'm not going to like any new fantasy. And I only like the fantasy that I like because I have an attachment to it from childhood. So I was pleasantly surprised to find that that wasn't the case. It really did feel, and I think we've talked about this before, like I, in a way, like I was reading as a kid again, like that, getting that excited about the next book and like this new world. Like, I don't know. I think that um, she does a really great job world building um and now i read two of her series and so you almost and i feel like she does that across like all of her books so i don't know i'm um i don't it it lived up to the hype for me i'm grateful to have found it and to have given it a chance Mm -hmm. we're we're reclaiming our childhood yes and i mean it has really like opened up um yeah because i've been reading or at least putting on my list like more fantasy books and i don't know i guess i'm glad that I started with this one and that it wasn't a letdown because if it had been a letdown I would probably be missing out on a lot of other books like like ones we're going to talk about that I really did love because I wouldn't have wanted to pick it up because that guitar wouldn't have done it for me um but I feel like now these are really fun escapist like stress relieving reads for me which is nice yeah it was like pulling teeth though to get me to start it let alone admit that I was reading it because I remember when you talked about it to me and you were using the acronym I was like oh I don't want to say that I don't want to be those people which is snobby and mean and I know but whatever I am a bitch it's just so funny because like I am like I will like tell anyone who like reads it all. I'm like, have you read Akatar? Have you read Akatar? Because mm-hmm. I just think it's like, I don't know. I'm just like fully embracing being that person. Um, yeah, I yeah. know. I just think it's like fun. I know. <laughs> I know, you no, know. No, I know. It's just like, you've called me out on here for so much of my hidden like personality. And it's not that I'm ashamed of it. I just, <laughs> so I'm not ashamed. I would, I-, I would like to keep myself and like you're like oh have you done this you've done this and I'm like yeah let's just tell everyone um all five listeners I was gonna say first of all it's not everyone and second of all (laughs) tell me not to tell people and I won't but like I just did it I guess I was the only one in the the shame boat so (laughs) I was was in a kayak by myself you were like diving in and just (laughs) (laughs) roaming free um all right so the next book is a bit uh, older although court of thrones arose is fairly older um and this one i've seen a lot seven husbands of evelyn hugo by taylor jenkins reed so i read it uh after actually not just seeing it on tiktok um one of our friends Gigi, she um she said like it was the reason she got back into reading so um i picked it up for that because i always like to see like books that can grab people that don't normally read i like i'm like all right what's the allure here mm-hmm. um i've read taylor jenkins reads before i had read daisy jones in the six and it was fine 
Um, I didn't hate it, didn't love it. It was like just kind of like a uh mid book for me. Um enough that like I I enjoyed it as I read it, but like it didn't leave that much of an impression on me, I guess. Um, but they made a show and like are like nominated for shit, so good for them. Um but yeah, did you read this one? I forget, Evelyn. I, I thought I, you did. I haven't read this one. I know what happens, but I haven't read this one. Um, but I read Malibu Rising by yeah. Taylor Jenkins Reid. Um, and same. I was like, just fine. Um, but it wasn't like, it. Yeah. honestly, it was kind of forgettable. I don't really even remember it. This is probably her, one of her stronger ones, in my opinion. She's very, it's a, she's a very big, like, commercial, like, author. Um, and she's very likes to write a diverse cast in her characters. Um, the storyline was really good. It was old Hollywood and kind of like remnants of like Rita Hayworth mm-hmm. and um, what's her name? Catherine Hepburn mm-hmm. and just like exploring like what it was like to be gay in that time and um, but being like a big star and dealing with all that shit. And um, I think overall it's fine it's a good story um there are some problems in that like her main character is supposed to be latina i think Mm -hmm. and she's not and like she has a habit of writing by characters that like and like in ways that maybe is problematic or i've heard that i don't know i didn't look too much into her um the author but i mean if you like old Hollywood and you like a uh, queer story, um, this one's decent, I guess. I'm sure there are plenty of other ones that are better. No offense yeah. to TGR, but um, I don't, TJR, whatever. I don't think she's uh, crying <laughs> in her diamonds that there are better books out there. Um, so was it worth the hype in my opinion no um just because like i I mean it's a a good book but like it had enough clout and that like it didn't need to be hyped up you know like with the sarah j moss one i understand because like no one knew about these books unless you were a teenager at the time of their release you know it's like the dystopian books that you and I read when we were teens that nobody fucking knows about them now because it's not popular at this time and you know we're not teenagers anymore whereas like A Court of Thorns of Roses because of TikTok got hyped up and sold more um, I think Seven Husbands sold just fine before maybe I could be wrong but I mean whatever I think they're making a movie about it or something um so was it worth the hype? Not really. But I don't control the TikTok gods. Um no, they control you. <laughs> I am just their puppet. Yeah, truly. Um, okay, so the next one, Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. Um, I've read this one, you have not. Um absolutely worth the hype. Um, in my opinion. I think I liked it more than Akatar. Um it's, okay. it's at least it's at least as good um and i like i i don't know it's the first book in a series um same kind of vibe as like akatar but it's set in like a war college but it's you know enemies to lovers um guy who wields shadows hot <laughs> you know just <laughs> like everybody's like ripped and buff and you know fighting for their lives so they're all like yeah you know we may not be alive tomorrow so let's fuck so <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a lot of fun <laughs> it's a lot um, of fun all right it's on my list <laughs> no it really is it's it's really good and i think i am scared about hyping it up too much because i fucking loved it but I it may have just been like a right book right time kind of thing for me as I feel like I don't want to overhype it and you'll be like it was fine but not that good but for me like it really did live up to the hype um and I think she deserves all of the success so Hmm. was the writing like 
a decent amount or is it kind of like eh could could give or take like you know take it or leave it it was it was decent writing it definitely wasn't um like like you know the most beautiful writing but it wasn't cheesy either um it's always good yeah it wasn't like super cheesy because I definitely would like call that out and hate that um but the writing the writing was good um and yeah I mean I don't want to give too much away but there are dragons um and (laughs) I'm sold (laughs) the dragons it's also like I don't know it's just there are dragons and the dragons can talk so like to the mind like in the minds Mm -hmm. of their writers that's how it was in aragon yeah and some of the dragons are really sassy and i (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i i will read it it's on my list i just uh i have a lot that i want to kind of get through first and i am hesitant to start another series that isn't done yet um just for my personal sanity I'm kind of excited. The next one comes out in November and I'm kind of excited to like read it along with everyone else. I feel like with Akatar and like every, all these other series that like, I'm like late to the party, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm kind of excited to like read alongside everyone else. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'm okay. I'm okay being late to the party because like money, but you know, (laughs) well, I just like, I don't want anything spoiled for me. And I feel like with, almost every book I've read on TikTok, like something has been spoiled accident. Like it's so easy to get something spoiled accidentally. And I hate that. I hate Mm -hmm. knowing a spoiler and I I hate seeing that. So at least this way, nothing will be spoiled for me. Yeah, that's true. I think like for me, I mean, I know certain spoilers. I knew certain spoilers going in. I knew certain spoilers going into Throne of Glass. Um, I don't know if it's I don't care as much. I would have cared more if the book hadn't come out yet and yeah. someone spoiled something for me. Like you said that like uh there was a spoiler for from Crescent City that came out and like I just I'm also like really I don't I can give or take uh social media. So like I will I can either scroll past it really fast. Or I could just like turn it off for a bit, which is it sounds like I can't because it sounds like I'm addicted or whatever because I'm on it. But like if I decide that I'm not going to do something, I probably don't do it. Like I usually don't like I haven't watched TV like this whole fucking week because I've just been yeah. reading the whole time. And it's not just because like, oh, I don't want to watch TV. I'm I'm better than television. Like, no, I just feel like reading. There's no purpose for me to watch it. And jimmy's away this week so it's like he's the tv fiend not me so i'm like if it's not on it's not on like i'm not gonna yeah you know um but anyways uh that's definitely on my list i'm glad there's talking dragons because that's a hark Mm -hmm. back to um the series that i used to love reading as a kid which fun fact was the inspiration my aim username in the AOL chats, uh, if you're old enough to know what that is. How's your hip doing? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mine's hurting. (laughs) Uh, The last one on the main list is Book Lovers by Emily Henry. Um, This is another book that I have not read, but I know you have. (laughs) Can you talk briefly about on here? I actually haven't read Book Lovers. I read Beach Read by Emily well, Henry, which is another fuck. popular one. But it's okay. I mean, I see Beach Read everywhere too. So um I'm sorry. I read I it. No, it's it's okay. Um, I feel like they're kind of formulaic. They're basically all the same. Um I read it worth the hype. No, worth reading. Yeah, maybe. If you like, <laughs> if you like um cheesy, predictable romance this is the book for you. Um, wasn't really great writing. Um, didn't really keep me on the edge of my seat, but if you wanted like a cute little summer, yeah, I don't know. It's another, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just like, I went in kind of snobby from the offset, but like Lily Bloom being a florist, like the main characters names are January and August. So like, 
and they're supposed to be enemies to lovers. I'm like, oh, like January and August, like opposite months. And they're like, I don't know. It's just like mm-hmm. too obvious. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There's obvious and you know there's going to be a happy ending. And then there's like beating you over the head with it. And I felt like this was that. Um, so I don't know. It was just like everything was kind of exaggerated and kind of like that level. Yeah. And I just wasn't into it. And there was some spice. It was just okay. It was even when you've got like rewarded with a little bit of spice, it was like, eh. <laughs> so, you know, I would say not worth the hype. Oh, my God. Well, uh, yeah, that's definitely not something that I would pick up normally, um, which is ironic because oh, it's it. like, yeah. <laughs> 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 Thank you for knowing me very well. Um, <laughs> it's ironic because it's like, I love cheesy, predictable rom-com movies. I love all that. But I don't like those kind of books. I it, I don't know. My television personality and my book personality are two very different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's very I, interesting if you think about I, it. But I don't want to analyze no. that right now. Sorry. No, I think about that too. And I, I do like a book rom-com or a straight-up romance sparingly. I'm not one of those kinds of people that can read primarily that genre but I do like something like that every once in a while um and I thought this would hit the spot and it it really didn't but one of the books that I'm going to talk about in a few minutes did so it's fine Mm. well is that minute right now because I was going to ask if you wanted to go first (laughs) um these books that we have selected individually are books that we personally have been influenced to read and um they're not as popular as the other ones but um whether or not the influence was good bad and should it be hyped up so i don't know if you want to go first and tell your pick i'll go first yeah i love in other words is my first one have you seen this one on book talk i feel like it's like sort of popular okay um like it's on like the book talk table at the Barnes and Noble near me. Um, but I haven't, I've only seen it like once or twice on book talk, but I saw it twice in a row one day and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to check this out. Cause I had read her other book um, or one of their other books on honeymooners. Um, super cute. Um, childhood best friends to lovers, miscommunication trope. Like they come back together after 10 years and you know, um, I, I thought it was really worth the hype. I thought it was really cute. Um, friends to lovers or childhood friends to lovers just like fucks me up, bro. Like that, I, it, it, it hits me in the heart every single time. So maybe that's just a personal thing. And if that's not your, you know, shtick, I wouldn't bother. But I thought it was really cute. And I was really happy that I read it. So I would say it's worth the hype. Good to know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, if I would ever pick it up, because I did read one of the I don't other think books it's your I... vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, it's, it's I don't true. think love and happiness <laughs> is your vibe. <laughs> well, you'd be fucking How about, right. You'd be right. I don't think... I mean, <laughs> you know what I have on my list? You'd be really right. <laughs> It's the it's the way this love and happiness unfolds. It's not that you don't like love and happiness. No, I really but... don't though. Like I don't like reading about love and happiness. I like to read about like <laughs> fucked up shit and like unhinged rage. Um and just like some of that too. Existentialism. So um <laughs> in that vein. I mean, um, I read and I'm so glad that I did um, Before the Coffee Gets Cold by, oh God, um, <laughs> Toshikazu Kawaguchi. I probably butchered that. I'm so sorry. I didn't look up the pronunciation beforehand. But it's like, um, it's little short stories and there's four of them, I believe. Um, and there's four, it's about like four different characters. Like one's like the lovers, one's like mother, um and um there's four different characters and it's about it's a book in translation as well and it's very tiny like little novellas and it's about this coffee shop that's like kind of like very hidden like you have to stumble upon it to know about it and um there's always like a woman in this white dress in the corner with her cup of coffee in it and um you can't sit there only she can sit there and like there's like a certain server and the whole premise is that 
this coffee shop is uh, magical and you can travel through time. You can travel back in time and one of them will reveal whether or not you can travel ahead of time into the future. Um, and the way it works is that like, they basically have to take the seat of where that woman is. And um, the whole premise is that you get poured your cup of coffee and you only have a certain amount of time. You have to return before the coffee gets cold. So um, you can't change anything in the past, um, nothing. So if you go to the past, whatever you do or say or think won't change the current present. Um, so like, you know, sometimes they're like, is it really worth it? Because if you don't get back before the coffee is cold, you then take the place of the woman in white because she is a ghost. And um, it's a really cute little concept. A lot of just uh, kind of anthologies about life and and people and just how they relate and in and reflect on their actions and um how they if they could go back and see one person one last time or you know um or see if they could say something they didn't say it at the moment uh, it's a really sweet cute little book um and i just love the way it's written because it's not cheesy it's just very thoughtful uh, so it was a happy surprise for me, at least. Yeah. Nice. Um, my second one is A Certain Hunger by Chelsea G. Summers, which I've talked about on the pod before. Um, I saw this on Book Talk a couple of times, but then what sealed the deal was the girl I worked with was telling me about it. And I was like, OK, um, so. I think it's really worth the hype. I mean, I won't say too much because I've already spoken about it on the pod, but it's really funny. It's really gross. It's really horrific. Um, it's, I don't know, it's unlike anything that I've read before. And it's a really small indie press. So I always love when those presses have unexpected hits. So yeah, I think definitely worth the hype. But only if you have a strong stomach, it is very, very gory. Mm-hmm nice um i'm definitely picking that one up um <laughs> uh the next one for me is a darker shade of magic by v e schwab um this is part of a series i have not read the rest of the series although i mean to and i think it's still going or i know one was was published recently like within the last year um and this is like what it says there's magic in it um it's another fantasy like book but it's uh kind of set in old-timey settings um you know like kings and courts and all that jazz and there's like a badass pirate bitch and um this other guy who's like under the court's um protection or rather they're like he works for them and like he's magical and he can walk through worlds and it's it's but there's like a price and it's it's really cool. I really enjoy V. Schwab's style of writing. Mm-hmm. And I know they have another book, The Invisible Life of Adi LaRue, which is not part of this, um, that like has, it is is also been like on TikTok I've seen, um, and more so than this one, believe it or not. But um, I, I haven't, it. yeah, I haven't picked <laughs> it up yet. I do have it. I just haven't read it yet. Um, but this one I just saw because it was like, again, I'm aesthetic. So like the first one, it was like dark academia, like some good fall reads or like if you like, you know, practical magic and like um, just kind of like the aesthetic styles that I towards t- kind of geared towards. This was under that umbrella because I think at the time I was reading um ninth house and this was like mm-hmm. in the same vein of the that that kind of book so um i was influenced to read this and i loved it i want to read all the other ones um so yeah i definitely think this one should be hyped up along with their other books but yeah um happily surprised with this one as well um it was it was nice again to get back into fantasy Nice. Yeah, I've never read any of their stuff, but it sounds really interesting. You might like it. I yeah. I'm not describing it well because it was a bit of a while, but I'm gonna pick up the second one eventually, and uh, 
I'll see if I influence you again and and ruin your life again with another author. <laughs> it only enhances my life. Um, okay, so for the third one, I will say I'm going to talk about a book that I have been influenced to put on my TBR and I think I'm going to buy it soon because I keep looking at it. Um, it's How High We Go in the Dark by Sequoia Nagamatsu. I don't have three books that I've been influenced to read on Book Talk because that are unique because I am influenced to read the popular shit. <laughs> and so um, I'm heavily influenced there, but I feel like my algorithm doesn't give me as much. And I'm going to try to like arrange it so that I get more literary reads. But this book is basically um, kind of like climate dystopia. Um, this father loses his daughter when she's doing research in the Arctic Circle. And um, so he like goes to finish her research and they dig up like something in the permafrost that like starts a, a global plague basically. So then it's like, I don't know, I, I fucking love dystopian novels and I love a climate disaster dystopian novel. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe I'm just like a masochist, but um, I don't know. So that looks really good. And I've seen it on a couple of like more literary book talk pages. And then I saw it at Book Culture the other day. And I really think I'm going to buy it the next time I allow myself to buy a book. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I got. I hope it's worth the hype. We'll see. I'll circle back. Okay. Well, um, I have one more that I was influenced to read. I don't have anything that I'm on my TBR because, well, I do, but like, I don't have it written down. Um, so this one that I read was All the Lovers in the Night by Miko Kawakami. Um, again, sorry if I mispronounce. Um, I'll get better at that or I'll say I'll get better at that and then continue to apologize. Anywho, um, this was another one that I was influenced to read. It is another book in translation. Uh, this was influenced to me, I think, by like the literati of the aesthetic world. I don't know if that makes any sense to anyone but myself. But basically, it was like if you if you want to be like the moody bitch at a cafe and like a turtleneck and look all academic and and depressed um read this so <laughs> uh this book definitely fits that um it was like it was interesting because I read it with my friend Sam who doesn't tend to read that kind of stuff she's mm -hmm. she's more into kind of plot driven books um and they get you page turning um and she likes a lot of thrillers i've noticed mm -hmm. so this was not that and i i'm deeply sorry sam that i had you read these this i enjoyed it um it was basically about this woman who's like in her 30s and just like has never lived essentially mm -hmm. she's worked all the time and um she discovers she hates her life so she decides in order to start living she's just gonna start drinking sake all day long and then as, she, as she's doing this she's like i'm gonna go do some classes but then she pukes waiting to sign up for classes because she's so drunk and then she like loses her bag and like she's just a hot fucking mess and then she encounters a man at the learning center or whatever and starts mm -hmm. sitting down with him he's like do you want to have a cup of coffee and she's like sure and he's older mm -hmm. and they just start having these quote-unquote conversations where it's mainly just her like fucking drunk and like listening to him talk and him trying to sober her up with coffee um <laughs> at least that's how i read it um and it's like it's interesting because it's done it's just like her dealing with how she's going to address this existential crisis she's having um, while simultaneously falling in love with this older man who's like, he's like a professor or a teacher. And then, you know, navigating her work-life balance and mm -hmm. just like, uh, honestly liking herself, not even loving herself, like liking herself. Um and I thought that was really interesting because it's like so many books are all about like, quote unquote, being the main character and just, you know, being center of attention and doing all this stuff. And I just like the fact that she's like, fuck, I just like don't want to like 
hate myself every morning mm-hmm. like and I'm like that's like pretty realistic dude yeah. I don't think Saki's gonna help you with that but like yeah. um I appreciate the effort so it was really good um I have her other book breast and eggs mm, so which is one. a bit more popular I think so mm. we'll see how that one goes but I'm I'm here for the vibes you know yeah. just writing them out <laughs> So um, I definitely think the books that we were influenced to, if you like our style of reading um, so far, I mean, we talk about what we're reading all the time on here. Uh, hype them up, get them get them uh, up there in the numbers, get more people influenced to read it. I don't know if it's, it's cool to say influenced or whatever, but I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm just a rebellious... 20 something teenager so what do you want (laughs) from me anywho um if you don't want to read any of those there is another book you can read with us uh the august selection we will be reading this and discussing it uh in the second episode in august so later in the month it'll release um it is the late americans by brandon taylor uh, i think ashton has a little excerpt on what the copy is yes so um the late americans in the shared and private spaces of iowa city a loose circle of lovers and friends encounter confront and provoke one another in a volatile year of, dis- of self-discovery among them are seamus a frustrated young poet Ivan, a dancer-turned-aspiring banker who dabbles in amateur pornography. Fatima, whose independence and work ethic complicate her relationships with friends and a trusted mentor. And Noah, who didn't seek sex out so much as it came up to him like an anxious dog in need of affection. These four are buffeted by a cast of artists, landlords, meatpacking workers, and mathematicians who populate the cafes, classrooms, and food service kitchens of the city sometimes to violent and electrifying consequence. Finally, as each prepares for an uncertain future, the group heads to a cabin to to bid goodbye to their former lives, a moment of reckoning that leaves each of them irrevocably altered. Believe it or not, that's only the first paragraph. There was a second one that I just didn't add. Um, (laughs) That's a lot. I know, like, I think this gives you a good gist of what the book is about. I mean, it's Brandon Taylor, so if you've read him before, um... You're in for a good time. I'm excited because you introduced me to Brandon Taylor when I was on that. I need to read more contemporary kick. Um, So this book came out this year. I think it came out in May. Mm, Yes, I think. Okay, that's right. So um, we're on the contemporary bandwagon with this one. No um, 1990s psycho books uh, for us for August. This will be a fun read, I think, to read along. Yeah, I mean, as much as Brandon Taylor can be fun. (laughs) Uh, You know what I mean? Um, I know, yeah. It's it's good. It's The writing is, like, his sentence-level writing is just fantastic. Have you started it yet? I've started it. I've read about 100 pages. Oh, okay. So you're in it. You're in it to win it, man. Yeah, it's Um. about 300 pages. It's really, like, it's short- and the pages are like small and like big writing. So I feel like it's easy to get, it's easy to like actually read through, but there's a lot in the writing. So I've been like going back and rereading things and annotating, um, but ugh, just beautiful writer. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. It's on my stack to take with me to the beach. It's the top one. So as soon as I finish um, Kingdom of Ash, that is the next book that I am picking up. So you know, it's in the queue. It's it's in line, but which in means, means, in all likelihood, even though I picked it up first, you will finish it first at the rate you read at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably accurate. Um, I mean, you have until probably Monday to get to get it done before me because mm. uh, I'm not going to pick it up before the beach, and I don't get there until so- Saturday evening and. Sundays, you never know. I could be like, I don't know, drunk in a ditch somewhere. I don't know. No, Sundays are always up in the air. I don't always go to the beach right when I get there. I sometimes like chill and like explore the town. Um, I'll I'll definitely have it read before the next pod, which is all that matters. So that is all that matters. But um, 
yeah in the meantime well it's two pods from now because it's the second one in in august oh i thought it was one pod from now whoops nope this one nope you're right i totally lied okay thank god i'm all mixed up this one comes out in august doesn't it no it doesn't yes it comes out it would august 2nd that's when we record (laughs) and then it comes out the 16th i think Jeez! oh my god it's already yeah it's august 2nd i think when whoever's listening to this sorry you had to listen to me do that um so ashton's ashton's right i am wrong i'm sorry um in the meantime though other than uh other than late americans what else are you going to be reading i'm going to read the stephen graham jones series i want to get to don't fear the reaper Mm -hmm. um and i also have a um i guess i could have talked about this in our like book talk thing too but i also have a book talk book that i was influenced by called icebreaker which is a hockey romance which is another huge trend on book talk that i haven't gotten into yet Mm -hmm. but i will be i will at least be dabbling in it with this one and we'll see if i like it enough to like read more but We'll see. I'm kind of surprised because I've seen some of the spicy passages in this. And this book is Atria. And I don't think they normally publish things that spicy, but I'm here for it. Whatever. I mean, everybody's getting on a spicy train. Um, Let me know if it's good enough for me to borrow. I have read a couple hockey ones. And I personally enjoy the trend because there's nothing that brings me joy than watching people record (laughs) hockey players doing their warm-ups set to the sound of pony by genuine <laughs> yes and i also love the videos of hockey players reading hockey yeah, smut books so and cute. reacting to them it's so funny because like watching like, their faces well because like the thing that people need to realize especially about professional hockey players is that they are babies like they are like 20 21 like 25 is considered old Mm -hmm. so like they are so fucking young and Mm -hmm. so can you imagine just like knowing that grown-ass women are just thirsting over you because you play a sport like that and like i know that's a thing but like because of books it's just like it's so funny and and just the way that this is happening it's hilarious because it's like i even see videos of like guys are like um the, like it's like a whole scenario of like oh i've discussed you start seeing a girl that reads and then it's like <laughs> and it like skips to like holy shit what was i in like what was i mm-hmm. in for? but you know there's also i think i think it's funny because it's like um i like that a reader is less i don't want to say stigmatized now but it's like you're no longer like a nerdy nerd academic type person yeah like you're considered like kind of i i don't want to say sexy but like it's like yeah i know what you mean um it's it's, like attractive yes thank you it's more attractive now to be reader which is funny because i was made fun of by all the boys in my school growing up whenever i was reading but maybe that was because i was reading like tolstoy so (laughs) I mean, there's nothing spicy going on in there unless you count uh, throwing yourself under a train. Spicy, you know? Um, Poor Anna. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, I think we could probably wrap it up tonight. Uh, (laughs) I think that might be a good idea. (laughs) I need to go eat some dinner. Um, But yeah. Okay, cool. I'll lead us out then. It's a good way to end. Be sure to follow more of our bookish antics on our bookstagrams at there's ink on my hands, all one word, and grapes underscore of underscore ash. Share a razzle frat with friends, lovers, even enemies. Feel free to leave a review, comment, or subscribe where you get your podcasts. Also check out our podcast Instagram at razzlefratpod, all one word. Come for the books, stay for the coffee-fueled conversation. And now we shall bid adieu to you. That's a razzle frat.